Welcome to another episode of Public Health Perspectives. Today we have Whitney Hewlett. Welcome, Whitney. Thank you. I came across your course on Roots of Health Inequity. Can you give me a little bit of background about how the course came to be and then, you know, a little bit of information about the course itself? Sure. So this course came out of basically answering the question, how can public health influence the unequal structuring of life conditions? And so the National Association of County and City Health Officials, also known as NATO, believes that public health can really get to the core of that question, which are the social injustices that are associated with class oppression, racism, gender inequity, and other forms of oppression. And so NATO believes that advances can really occur by thinking about um, how can we approach public health practice um, by thinking differently about the possibilities for practice. So this course, it was funded by the National Center for Minority Health and Health Disparities um, as a National Institute of Health, or NIH. And so the goal of the course is to support critical thinking about what it means to transform practice. Um, so really getting people to address the root causes of health inequities and not just going for more of a remedial approach, which is sort of more traditional in terms of when you think about uh, public health and health services and programs. Yeah, because it's so, definitely not a one-size-fits-all type of situation ever in public health. Right. So really, the course is not so much didactic. There's information, but it's really a lot more about getting people to come together in groups and reflect on how like institutions are structuring opportunities for health and wellness. So it provides some core concepts and strategies, and then people are really coming to the course together, building solidarity, and reflecting on how they can reframe the role of public health practice. And I, I noticed, I really like that you guys include community members, you know, anybody who has a vested interest in community health is included. So it's not just people who have the most funding or people who have the biggest voice, you know, every single person is included. And I think that's so important and sometimes a part that people miss. The people that you are intending to target, you need to have them at the table as well. And so with the interactive component, what does that entail? Sure. So there are several interactives. For example, we have timelines. So there's like a public health timeline that people can access. There are interactive maps. So there are a couple of examples. Like there's a map of Harlem showing um, pollution sites and uh, co-locating that with um, incidents of asthma. And then there's also a map of Hurricane Katrina. That's one of our biggest interactive features. It shows a timeline of Hurricane Katrina and events and policies that, that led up to the disaster. And so it's called Anatomy of an unnatural disaster um, because it really shows how the structures and decisions led to the disaster itself. Okay, that's awesome. So you mentioned the interactive component and the other one. So we have 
as also going to mention, there's case studies, there's also presentations. So there are some video clips from unnatural causes and race, the power of an illusion. Mm-hmm. And then we also have voices from the field. So interviews with public health officials, people working in public health to add to sort of the, the interactive nature. It's, it's really great that you have all of this because it kind of shows you the types of inequities or disparities that exist in various communities that you have. So your program components, of course, talk about sort of how to approach these things. So is there anything that's included kind of to give new people who are new to community health, like resources such as needs and asset assessment type tools? In terms of needs and asset assessment, I would say... It's not so much that, I think it's more so getting people to think about what other types of questions they can ask to try to understand the story of a community. I think traditionally needs assessment, you identify different indicators, so they might, that might be more like quantitative data, but I think with this course you're able to get at what is the, what is the story around kind of those traditional public health indicators that you would be looking at. So thinking more broadly, like in terms of what are the policies? So for example, in Unit 4, root causes, you really get a deeper look at racism, class oppression, and it touches on gender inequity as well. But one example is that it goes into the history of housing discrimination um, and how in the United States, there are policies in place that excluded people from housing. Um, so it goes into uh, you know the GI Bill and how African Americans were excluded from benefiting from getting housing after World War II, and how those policies were enforced over time, and the connection between you know the real estate market and government policies. So you get to see how these decisions that were made over time then led to poor health outcomes associated with lack of access to housing. Okay. It's really important to to really open up and have people start to talk about it. I know with your timeline, you kind of do that too. Like, this is where we started and this is where we are now. This is the progress that we made in between. And we made some progress, but not as much as we could have. So let's go back and figure out what those issues are. I'm, re- I'm really glad about including diverse communities as well. I work in rural communities and I work with a Hispanic population here. And so we were working to create some items for them that were more culturally appropriate. And you learn so much by sitting at the table with someone and actually talking to them and really figuring out what they want. And it seems like common sense for people in public health, but I guess common sense is not so common all the time, right? Right, definitely. And I think, yeah, as you mentioned, the timeline is really important, seeing where we come from in public health, that, you know, a lot of the advances in public health were also due to social movements. And so it's really important for us to continue to make that connection, especially as, you know, I think there's a lot more emphasis that's placed on are you demonstrating return on investment or, you know, being able to make those connections so that you can receive funding. But it's really important to be able to go back to what are sort of the roots of, of public health so that we can stay centered on a social justice screen. And I would also say with the course that people are really able to customize it to what they need to get out of it. So I think it provides a 
lot of examples, but also there's space for people to use this as a jumping off point. So you really can approach the course um, based on what do you need to get out of it. So it's it's really a way to to start those conversations, and then you can use it as a tool to figure out what are the needs in your community. And I know with the course is geared towards so local or like public health department. That's really who it's geared towards, or is really for you know anyone. So um, as far as it's geared towards public health professionals, but I would say our audience encompasses a lot of different individuals. So we've had, of course, so Nature serves local health departments across the country. But as far as the audience for this course. We've had people use it from local health departments, state health departments, federal agencies, and also in academia and at community-based organizations. So a lot of different people have found use for this course um, over the years. Cool. And especially in academia, I feel like this would be an important course to have as a requirement. And you do have a course on, you know, social inequities in your public health work, whether it's, you know, bachelor's or uh, MPH. But I feel like it should really be required because people come from all backgrounds and the issues are systematic. They've been going on for years and years. We are all a part of the system. So we all need to figure out what part we play in the system. And sometimes if you don't open up your mind, you get stuck with the ideas of the people around you if that if that makes any sense as far as what I'm saying yeah definitely I mean it's like these health conditions and people don't exist in a vacuum so you have to understand the historical context you have to understand that you know the influence that we want to have if we're looking to improve the health of all people then that means we need to also focus on why it is that we have inequities in the first place. And so that requires, you know, confronting our past and requires confronting what are the decisions that are being made um, that influence people's health. And so I think that's also going to require that people step outside their comfort zone as well. And I think that with the root core, they're able to make more of those connections. And you can pull in things that are, you know, even happening current and make those connections as well. I think it's a powerful tool in that sense. And there are many schools that have used this course as part of their undergraduate um, public health And I like how you mentioned stepping outside of your comfort zone. I feel like many things that are affecting our health right now are affecting our country in general has a lot to do with people not wanting to step out of their comfort zone but unfortunately if you don't step out of your comfort zone you you can't grow and so it's so important it's so important to start to challenge your values and i I really like how your course kind of opens that up like you said it opens up the conversations for everybody about getting to exactly what the program is getting to the roots of the issues yeah and i mean so myself personally i'm a black woman and so i and so you know i think i have a personal stake in the inequities that i see affecting people of color black people in particular and that's a unique perspective that i bring to public health practice and so i think it's important that we value the perspectives that we bring into this work and the personal state that people have. So I think with the Ruth course, it provides a good opportunity for people to reflect on uh, what is their position, you know, not just in terms of oppression, but also privilege.
though it really makes people self-reflect in that way, um, examining, you know, their own visions of privilege and power and oppression. Mm-hmm. And speaking of being a black woman, I remember starting out in public health and going to my first class and they were talking about all of these things that affect health and, and, you know, health impacts and outcomes. And I'm looking at all of this and I'm like, this is my family. I need to save my family. You know, that's the only thing I can remember thinking about in my first public health class. Yeah. Also, like, you see it as your family, and even the things that your family may have done to try to protect you even from certain outcomes, they still come into play. So even when people get more education or try to uh, move up economically, they're still faced with certain barriers, and so it makes you reflect on what is it that's happening where people are still facing former health outcomes. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining the show. Great. All right. Thank you, Melanie. It was great talking with you. Same. Thank you. 